Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. Um, I am absolutely delighted today to be joined by my new friends, dare I say my new friends, um, Jonathan and Isla Rose. Um, They live here in Los Angeles. They're actually my neighbors, only about 10 minutes away in Hollywood. Um, And fun fact, they have their newborn Phoenix with them them today. Um, oh my gosh, she's just looking so adorable. There might be, you know, some, uh, some breastfeeding noises in the background, which you all know I am here for it. Um, <laughs> welcome to the show, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I really would have it no other way. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I, I think all of this is, is, uh, is divine. Um, so to just let my listeners in on, uh, how I got connected to Jonathan and Isla, um, I recently went to a, uh, a dinner, um, gosh, there were about 15 or 20 people there and it, you know, it was full of, um, sex educators and practitioners and coaches and teachers. Um, it was here in Los Angeles. And, uh, so you can imagine this was just a total dream for me to be, uh, around my people. You know, I'm like, this is the kind of business meeting that I'm trying to go to. (laughs) Yes. And, um, and Jonathan was there. This was what, this was what two days, the day after, Phoenix was the day after he was born. Yeah. (laughs) So I really wanted to go there, but I had to stay home. (laughs) And, you know, and I have to say, I really thought it was amazing that you were there, Jonathan, you know, um, because it's it's so, (laughs) it's so important, right. To like, uh, I can tell you're an amazing, um, partner and an amazing new dad, and you're so committed and you're also committed to sourcing yourself and nourishing yourself. Mm. And so I, it actually, I didn't tell you this at the time, but it just had such an impact on me seeing you as a new dad being there mm. and seeing just like how much love you brought into the room. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I can only imagine the kind of partnership that this man has to have with, you know, with Isla to, to be here and um, be fully present and know that, right. Like Isla's at home, she's totally got this. And like, we have different interests and we got to both take care of ourselves. Well, I had a feeling that dinner was going to be incredible mm-hmm. and it totally was. And like halfway through the dinner, cause I was sitting next to Lawrence and we, she had done some stuff with Lawrence. I love him. Lawrence, the energy master. <laughs> you guys yeah. should look him up. He's incredible. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think you followed her Instagram and she was like, please tell me you're at dinner with Lawrence. And I was like, <laughs> Indeed, he is sitting beside me. <laughs> I was so excited. Oh, I love it. And we both knew that he needed to be there. I wanted to go, but I, I right. clearly couldn't. And um, I'm so happy that he did. Yeah. yeah. And this, I mean, seriously, this was like my introduction to, you know, my little little introduction to your relationship, right? That mm-hmm. you could be a new mom and say, hey, honey, like I really want, I want to be there too, but I can't. And I totally back you going to this, mm-hmm. you know, how many women would just be like, no, but if I'm here with the baby, like, can't you be here? You know, and let's be clear. I am all about supporting each other, but um, I just thought this was such a powerful example of um, really creating a relationship that is for both of you. Mm-hmm. 
And, and he's so supportive in, in mm-hmm. every way. So it's, I knew that he needed to be there. Mm-hmm. We both knew he needed to be there. So. That was a great night too. I <laughs> oh cannot wait for more of those dinners and more of those events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. I was so lit up and so inspired, you know, which is, it's just, that's just what happens when you get in the same room with people who are just sovereign over their sexuality Mm. you know it's like oh my gosh people that are just in their bodies and in their power like anything can happen from that place just being in the energy field uh for me you know like a couple days after I don't know what your experience was but for me I just like had like this fountain of ideas come through Mm. and um yeah and I was just so grateful um, and now here the two of you are, I told, uh, for my listeners to know, I told Jonathan and I love when we were talking about doing this episode, I was like, you know, just so you know, to be very clear about my intentions here, I want to be friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> we're neighbors. It's happening. <laughs> we're neighbors, <laughs> you know, and, um, and I've actually, you know, I've met a few friends in Los Angeles just through, through doing this show. Um, and so, you know, I'm like, oh, it's my favorite thing is like making new friends through the podcast and, you know, the podcast sort of being our, our initial friend conversation. So y'all are just going to get a, a deep dive, um, into our friendship and into the, the lives and the, the, the relationship and the, uh, you know, the, the mother and fatherhood, um, of Jonathan and Isla, (laughs) So um, uh, as we're just diving in, I just want to ground people just in who you all are. Now that they have the backstory, I want to just ground everybody in who you all are in the world, and then we'll just get right into it. Um, So Jonathan and Isla are known as the love gurus. I mean, what a name. (laughs) Love that. And um, they are a real life couple that is empowering others to love love themselves, create conscious relationships and, um, live a joyful life. And they really believe that, um, self-love is the foundation of all healing. And, you know, what I love so much about their work is from just the little bits and pieces that I've, you know, picked up since we first met, you know, is that um, all of their work is so just based on um, following their curiosity with their bodies over time and really integrating these practices, you know, into their own relationship and then saying, Oh, wait, like, I think we're onto something here. Maybe we should teach this to people. Mm. That's what I really, um, that's what I've really gotten so far from what I know about your work. And, um, and so you all just are really, truly like, I know you practice, uh, what you preach. Um, and, uh, so yeah, let's just, let's just get into it. Yeah, it's a good um, place to start at the beginning, right? <laughs> yeah. And the, well, yeah, go ahead, Jonathan. Yeah, I was going to say you really hit it on the head because the whole way we found ourselves in this work, in this life is through our own experience. You know, this was stuff that we needed when we when we met. Um we loved each other. We really had an amazing deep connection. We were connecting spiritually, emotionally, lots of safety. We were taking things slow. And then when we got into sex, there was a little bit of awkwardness and a little bit of hesitation. And it's like, oh, wow, what is this? What are we going to do with this? And because we had built such a strong relationship before getting into sex, we really both said, okay, let's not run away from this. Let's look at this and let's explore what the possibilities are and how can we work through this and how can we uncover what's happening here? And that set us down the path of, of getting into Tantra and Dallas sexuality, which I think is just a totally different approach to what even sex is, what that means, what that energy looks like, how it you know manifests in real life. <clears throat> What do you think? <laughs> He's taking care of Phoenix. I'll hold him. 
Well, it's it's very interesting with a newborn to to do anything right now. <laughs> um, I'm loving just witnessing all of this. <laughs> um, yeah, it it was very groundbreaking because the way that I had normally gotten into sex was very different. You know, we sexual education in our country is so very limited and all of the conditioning that we have from society, from our parents, everything makes us feel ashamed or scared of sex or all of these things that even though you're not consciously thinking of that, they're playing a role in how you're getting into, into relationships and how you're opening up to another person. And my entire life, I had just gone into relationships trying to please somebody without even mm. needing to, without looking at myself and asking myself a question of what do I need? How do I approach sexuality? And in our relationship from the very beginning was all about discovering what each other needed, how to give that to ourselves and then how to give that to each other through the practice of tantric sexuality, through Dallas sexuality. <laughs> and I was sober at the time too, mm-hmm. which I think played a big part. Um, I had just been to rehab about a year before we met. And mm-hmm. so I was on a really, um, I was deep in my journey of cleansing my body. <clears throat> and I was very sober from all substances, alcohol included. Yeah. Um, I was detoxing off caffeine, off nicotine, oh you know, God. everything. I just completely cleared my body out. And what I was interested in was getting back to what a, what is a natural body, you know, really mm-hmm. thinking about that question. What are these substances we put in? What, what are our vices? What are we addicted to that we don't even realize? And bringing consciousness into my body. So when we were dating, there was no drinking. There was no going out on the town and stuff. <laughs> it was all just really conscious connection and conversation it was a deep dive into the places where people would normally take months to take to we were doing this before we even met so it was like a big draw to each other the fact that we can talk about consciousness the fact that we were interested in the deeper aspects of life on how to get to places that we hadn't been to before we had this curiosity about learning that really drew us together and then when we met and this this whole no drinking thing really forced us to see beyond what people normally take longer to find out. Right. I mean, gosh, just the, the, I can, I mean, you know, I have a, not the, not the same path, but you know, we all sort of have our little entry point into this, onto mm-hmm. this sexual exploration journey. And, um, so I can just, uh, yeah, I can just imagine the, uh, like being inside of sobriety Mm -hmm. and then having like a first relationship experience of like, whoa, (laughs) actually that's, that's what led us to, to find out that the reason we weren't connecting was because for me, it needed, I needed a glass of wine or Mm -hmm. some kind of some kind of something to get me loosened up in my body. And in a way it was disconnecting me from myself and from my needs. So it was easier to have intimacy with anybody if I wasn't completely present. And it was a, it was a very, um, which is interesting because yeah. it's almost a contradiction of yeah. terms, right? Mm-hmm. Like intimacy and disconnection, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's like, what I hear in that is that it actually, it allowed you to not fully feel intimacy, mm. but to like, you know, sort of come close to it. Yeah. I was it terrified like to intimacy. Be seen. Yeah, yeah. I was terrified to be seen. So alcohol yeah. would numb that. And which, which I think is probably by and large, most people's experience with sex. Right. right? Totally. Oh my gosh, completely. Yeah. That was definitely my whole journey through New York during my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of people, I think. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, liquid courage. Okay. Yeah. This is, all of a sudden I can be bold if I just have a couple glasses of wine. And you don't re- I don't think you really realize how pervasive it is until you step out of it and you realize Oh. That's, you know, the dating world is around, hey, let's go get a drink. Let's Mm -hmm. go out for drinks. Let's meet here and have a drink. Let's have dinner and a drink. You know, it's always, it's very alcohol centric. And 
it, this this connection that tantra brings for example of just looking at each other and seeing through to the other person and really connecting with their soul that's something that is terrifying it was terrifying because I was seeing myself through this process and how scared I was to be loved, to let anybody in. And here was already, I loved him so much and I couldn't let him into my body because I had disrespected my body for so long that it didn't know how to open up without alcohol, without right. needing something to loosen me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the times when you said yes. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to say no. Really, you weren't a yes. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, girl, preach, <laughs> preach. <laughs> yeah. And what an awkward, it's really an awkward transition. And I think this is what's hard, like when we work with clients or when we teach workshops or kind of guide people into this realm is that it's not this really like quick fix situation because there is, there are, you know, neural pathways connections, habits, deep, deep ruts in this one way people are used to getting off or having sex or whatever. And so to retrain yourself and really to back fully out of that and take a whole other path is really quite an exceptional journey. It teaches you a lot about yourself. It really takes something, Mm -hmm. you know, it is is not, it is not for the faint of heart. Yeah, it takes all. Yeah, of it's to not for up. the faint of heart, and yeah, to be it's so to be seen like this. Oh my gosh, it's so mm. vulnerable. Mm. And your oh. ego fights. <laughs> oh yeah, all of your little the demons come thing. out, and uh-huh. you're trying to fight the other person for trying to give you exactly what you've been asking all along. And yeah. unfortunately, I feel like most people fall off relationships at this point because they're so afraid to to be seen and to be witnessed in the mm-hmm. fullness of who they are but in in fact is i think it's such a gift when all of these things that you're scared of starting to come out and your fights are coming to get like when when you're fighting each other because you're saying this is my insecurity this is my inner child can you love me and most people are like i can't deal with that and they walk away yeah. but to yeah. stay in that you start mm-hmm. breaking through and you start seeing parts of this person that nobody else has gotten to see. And you start to grow together and deepen your relationship. And, and it's so beautiful because the type of love that you cultivate from, from going through these layers is something that you've never experienced. It's the type of love that, that you've heard about in, in, in books, but you're just like, oh, it's not real. You know? Yeah. yeah it's, it's, yeah. It's, so different to be loved for who you are, not for a, a role that what? you play or a skill that you have or a mask that you wear or an ego that you've cultivated, but really just your genuinely identity. being yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just for your essence. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And that's, you know, it's not everyone's flavor, but when you're confident <laughs> in who you are in your expression, then you're OK with that. And that's fun. And the, yeah. and the, I think oh. that as I get deeper into the journey, I think I actually start to appreciate the differences. I, I start to really celebrate that because if we were all the same, then I think it might be dreadfully boring. I like the fact that some people like to dress like this and some people like to do this. And, you know, it, it keeps mm-hmm. it exciting and fun. And then it becomes not a matter of fitting in, but a matter of preference. You know, what do I prefer? What do I want to experience? I'm curious. I'm going to go try this flavor, that flavor. It's also, you get to love yourself more through loving somebody else. Like the more that he loved Mm -hmm. me, he was teaching me how to love myself. And that in itself was something I never expected. And is the greatest gift I could have ever gotten. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Loving yourself through, through opening to receive Mm -hmm. love. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. I feel like there are just so many golden nuggets, uh, just in the last five minutes. Wow. Let's just like pause for a moment and let everybody just soak that in. Hmm. So, um, 
so what I hear is you sort of, you started this essentially sober relationship. You're, you're seeing, you're seeing yourself in a new light for the first time. You're seeing each other, like really seeing the humanity of each other. And you're sitting inside of this question of, wait, like what, like, what should we do in our sex? (laughs) If we can't numb out, then what do we do? And so I'd love to have you share just what you started exploring from that place and some of the tools and, and what started to open up at that point. I I think, you know, there's so many things to talk about when it comes to this, but one really, I think, interesting point, a couple of, I think, main points. One is the healing aspect of aspect of it, which we'll get a little more into. But I think another point is starting to think about what you want versus what you don't want or 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 being conscious of your choices versus what's happening when I'm not conscious, right? Who's running the show? Who's showing up? What's happening when I'm not there? And I think when it comes to sex, when it comes to life, when it comes to desires, if you ever want to really stump someone, ask them if they could have anything they want in life, no restrictions, no limits, what would it be? And you, you'll watch people kind of freeze up. Yeah. And, well, I've never, I, I've never considered that. I don't know. You know, and it's it's like it's not a thought that we consciously have. And so the same thing happens in sex when you get out of that normal routine, that those habits, those well-worn ruts, all of a sudden you're presented with infinite possibilities and it becomes overwhelming, I think you know, that was our experience. You, you, you don't know where to begin, right? Mm-hmm. What do I want? What does that even look? Why have I never even had this thought? Right. Mm-hmm. And it opens up such a Pandora's box of exploration. And I think where we started out with was the healing aspect of that, especially with her, because when we were getting into sex, I, 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 I felt this fear and I saw this fear in her and I said, what's happening? You know, I feel like I'm hurting you or like I'm violating you. And I don't like that feeling. Why do you feel like this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, those we, those questions, those curiosities, they start to lead you down these paths. And that's when we discovered there had been sexual trauma that she wasn't even necessarily aware of because it's so normalized, because it's so sort of swept under the rug. Um, and then dealing with that, the feelings that come up and the triggers and what that's doing in your body and what happens when you're really vulnerable and that gets um, that gets triggered. Yeah, so I had mm. conditioning on top of just sexual trauma plus denying myself that I had experienced that, normalizing it, not having a voice, not knowing what I needed in my, it was all of these things had compounded over the years that when he asked me what was going on, I was like, nothing. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, this is just how I am. (laughs) This is just how I am. I just look terrified during sex for some reason. Um, And it was, my body had learned to protect itself over the years by becoming just stiff and, and closing off. And when there was any sort of um, penetrative sex, sex, especially it was, it was very not enjoyable for me. It, it, and it, mm-hmm. and that became my normal. So I didn't know that I wasn't enjoying it. Oh yeah. Yeah. That one really hits home. Like, <laughs> okay. I guess this is how penetrative sex is yeah. supposed to feel. Good. You yeah. know, you're not yeah. supposed to really, it's just go with the flow and not really enjoy it. You and, know? and for women, because we've definitely worked with a lot of women with the similar issues, although the manifestations are so varied, the right. underlying issue is the same and it becomes almost this like sort of surrender into the fact of like, well, I guess that's sex. And, you know, yeah. Oh, I, can. <laughs> I, wow. Yep. Once again, preach. I, <laughs> I lived this one for many, many years myself. Mm. The, 
the thing that we discovered though that that really started to crack me open and crack this whole case wide open was whole the case. yeah the whole mm. case <laughs> the whole mystery of life the detective case of life <laughs> um it was the yoni massage and this is like a, a vaginal massage that you do mm-hmm. and our yonis hold emotion it holds memory it holds everything that we mm. haven't dealt with it gets stored in there and right. as we started doing this massage it started to unlock parts of me that I had completely forgotten that I it, I had memories in there that I had locked away and pretended that it never existed and that's how we discovered the the, the trauma the sexual trauma mm. that's how we discovered all of the years that I had been violating my own boundaries have I never spoke up so as Mm -hmm. this stuff started to unravel then that's when we really had something to work on for me personally Mm -hmm. on how to open up and then how to open up to him as a partner and that's something that the eastern traditions just really kick ass at there's this celebration (laughs) of process of journey of really you each step along the way diving into that understanding it how does it relate to the others and in doing that especially with our bodies right why don't we know about our bodies why don't we know how they work why don't we get taught some of this stuff you start to realize how ignorant you are with this body you've lived with your entire 30 some odd years of life yeah you start to realize oh my god i don't really know what i'm doing here uh, yeah, I I really feel that. I mean, <laughs> you know, I really discovered the power of my clitoris in my 30s. Like I <laughs> where have you like, been all the time? Like, what's what's this thing? What's going on down there? You know? Um, but no, this is really beautiful um to to be witness to, you know, and the thing that I want my um my listeners to hear is the um like the focused attention that you put on your pussy. And in this case, right, the your yoni massage mm-hmm. was like a vehicle for that. And mm-hmm. there are different types of vehicles out there. Like one of the vehicles I used was orgasmic meditation. You mm-hmm. know, and there's all sorts of self-pleasure practices out there, mm-hmm. right? Um And I want to really call out that there, I think there is something special about a practice like this that's slow Mm -hmm. and reverent. Mm -hmm. And it put you in a position to receive Mm -hmm. touch and, and like reprogram your body, like what it actually means to Mm -hmm. receive touch, that it's safe, that you can Mm -hmm. open to it, that you can go slow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the things about Tantra is that you create a sacred space. Right. You make your room into a temple. You make it different. Mm-hmm. You make it special. You make it something that is mm-hmm. that you're honoring yourself, each other, the room, like the space that you come in with an intention. What do you actually want to do? Like this massage is not to necessarily lead to orgasm, is to experience what is going on with your body, to allow yourself to go into whatever's going to show up and not necessarily have an idea of or direct it into where you normally go. Mm-hmm. And it is, and there's so much liberation and letting go of a goal, letting go of all these mm. things because you discover what's actually there. What is your body trying to tell you what in, and when you're resisting the blocks that come up, why are you resisting? What, what, what is there that you haven't been wanting to see and having a partner to witness that, to be honoring you in that way is what allows you to really open up into that because it is very scary. It is very scary when you've hidden these parts of yourself. And it is for me, it it was such a gift from him again, to be, be a witness to this as I opened up into myself. Mm. And and that that's really the power of relationship or the power, not to say you have to be in a committed relationship to do this kind of work, but yeah. finding someone you can trust, someone that you're vibing with, someone that shares similar interests, consciousness, um, spirituality, all those kinds of things. Um, doing this with a partner can be so powerful because 
not only are you going through it, but you're being witnessed and validated and acknowledged and healed and seen by someone else while you're going through it. And, and, and it gives you this sort of window into what it feels like to have, it was unconditional love, right? Mm-hmm. No matter, you know, if you're touching yeah. yourself and you're crying or you're laughing or you're angry or you're joyous or orgasmic, whatever, it's okay. All those things are accepted here. So really being held in that unconditional space. And sadly, really sadly, people don't really get unconditional love in their lives. Mm-hmm. But we've we've seen such a drastic uh, gap between when she was pregnant and now that we have a baby, everyone's so kind and they slow down and they say, oh, like your baby and you're pregnant and stuff. But then you think about kind of playing that tape out and you realize, when does that stop? You know, the, mm. it, there comes a point where it's just like, okay, now tighten up your belt and get out there and good luck. You know, welcome to the mm-hmm. real world. And and that kindness and that slowness and that reverence and that uh, that space that people hold sort of dies away. And it's no wonder we're all suffering. You know, how nice would it be if someone just came in, Kaylin? Oh my God, you're so beautiful. So I want to kiss you and hug you. And you know, like, could you imagine yeah. just being on the sidewalk and some person just showering you with love? Right. Oh my God. So if, if we're not getting it out in the world, then it's up to us. We really have to create those spaces for ourselves and create mm-hmm. an environment for that healing. And and there's a lot of emphasis on healing because that's that's what gets you to the good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to jump in and be like, okay, how do I have multiple orgasms? How do I have the cosmic orgasm? I want to know how to have full body, you know, they want yeah. all of the good stuff, but we tell people. You, you know, you got to get rid of the gunk before you can really experience the fullness of what's in front of you. You know, it's like having yeah. a glass full of liquid and then asking for more. Well, there's nowhere for it to go. It's just going to pour off the side. You're not even going to feel it. So why don't you empty out what you already have? Make yourself a vessel open, right, to the experience of life. And then life really begins to pour it in and you Mm -hmm. feel every bit of it and it fills you up and it overflows. Yes. Oh gosh. I love this one so much. It's uh it's like the the hottest things sometimes are just the most simple. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yep. You know, like it just, um, there's so much out there, you know, the porn industry and just like what we see in the media, you know, all these sex toys. People are always asking me like, oh my gosh, like what sex toy do you recommend? And I'm like, I don't, I have no idea. Like (laughs) (laughs) I started, I started, um, the the yoni eggs the crystal egg that's the real stuff yeah yeah when you start to really um open up into that world of opening up yourself up sexually and you start to explore with a yoni egg the yoni egg starts to massage all of that trauma out of your walls it starts to sensitize you there's so many benefits of that it makes your pelvic floor stronger in fact i i I think that's one of the reasons also I didn't tear during my birth because, because I had been practicing, practicing all of this, um, vaginal health and, 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 um, Mm -hmm. my pelvic floor was very strong. So I knew how to push and he came out backwards. He was breech. Oh, wow. So it was, it was a lot of control. I guess on my part and and I had to you know the the yoni eggs and the yoni massages Slow are, down, are a big part of it be yeah in the moment breathe it out get through it yeah breath sound movement you know the same stuff that we were doing in our in our sexual practice we brought that into birth and and that that allowed the birth to be a lot smoother we tell people all the time um okay. imagine life, joy, orgasm, pleasure, all that stuff is on a scale from zero to a hundred. Most people are so jazzed up, stressed out, you know, busy, occupied that maybe their resting level is an 80 or a 90, 
right? Mm -hmm. And so people need this sensational rock concert, loud sounds, bright lights, MDMA, you know, what they need so much to get taken over where they're already at, right? right and, th yeah. and that's that's really the culture where we're hyper-sensationalized, very stimulated. But when you slow down, when you start living that more tantric life, you, I think it's about bringing that base level down. Because if you can go down to a 30 or a 20 <clears throat> or a 10, now you have so much so much room mm -hmm. above that for pleasure and something as simple as the leaf floating by you in the breeze <laughs> and really like you know bring you to that place and it's like you said when you when you when you open that space up those simple things those subtle movements that breath that that sound your partner just made that one little thing you can stay there and you can play there and it can just you know, every little movement is so much. And then when you get to a 90, when you get to a hundred, you're so full, you're so right. orgasmic, you're so energized that it feels overwhelming in the best way. It feels so much more powerful than any of those drugs or those devices, those vibrators, those really intense things that we use. It's such a more fulfilling and more lasting experience. Mm -hmm. You, um, you are both just the embodiment of that. The, like, I can just feel the, um, the like stillness and the appreciation for these little nuances and that just like being the beautiful thread, um, of your relationship. I can just like, you're just emanating that thank you it's taken a while <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's we still Didn't work start on out it. like that <laughs> we still work on no, that it's, you know it's amazing though you know to like um just your story of like i really get that you all chose each other in this lifetime as practice partners yeah mm. yeah I, I, I think so too and and this we we committed to each other each time there was a, an argument each time there was a fight that each time the, they seemed to be a mountain we're just like mm -hmm. let's see how we can climb this mountain and it, it wasn't easy it was it took a lot of work at the beginning but once you get all those little they say like the weeds in the garden when you once you start pulling them out and then it's just maintenance it is so much easier to deal with things as they come up but in society now, it's so simple to just swipe right and find someone else. Mm -hmm. You know, there's this culture, yeah. this is a disposable culture. Like, oh, well, if you don't tick all my boxes, then, you know, whatever, I'll get rid of you and I'll just get someone else. Mm -hmm. and, and quite literally, there are a million other people, mm -hmm. you know, online that you can go play with or, or do whatever you want with. But what, what happens, like she was saying, is you get to the... It's like the crossroads, so to speak, where it's like, okay, now we're getting vulnerable. Now mm -hmm. it's not this fairy tale sort of like, you know, honeymoon romance. Now we're getting into the nitty gritty. Like we're triggering yeah. each other. We're, we're having some arguments, like things are starting to happen. Mm -hmm. But those moments are where the growth happens. That's where we you really evolve in a relationship. That's and where you build the safety and the foundation of everything. The foundation that we found was based on just honesty. Like uh, everything was crystal clear. We, we communicated about everything, especially the things that felt uncomfortable. And we decided to face whatever came up. Mm -hmm. We didn't run away from anything. We committed to each other. So it wasn't like, okay, we're facing a hard thing. We're going to run away. It's like, let's stay on this until we figure it out. And, and, and not to say you should do that with all people, because yeah. there's certainly <laughs> ill-matched people or people that are not going to respect your boundaries or, or listen to what you're saying. But if you're with a partner that can at least make a commitment to grow with you, 
mm-hmm. and can bring a little consciousness into wanting to be on that journey with you. That's a beautiful quality to have. Yeah. And you start to discover mm-hmm. the things that you're afraid of, things that you desire, the things that moving forward are important to you. And then you may fail at first at giving that and providing that space for each other, but you start to learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I know speaking from experiences, listening was a big thing. And listening when you're triggered was so difficult to learn to do. <laughs> well, we had no tools for that, but we had to, it was really trial by fire here on learning to listen to each other through these triggers. And mm-hmm learning to do that built that found that foundation that we, where we both felt really safe to be ourselves to mm. communicate to be seen in the hardest moments and that foundation is what opens you up you love chakras so let's go into that oh mm. let's just get it right the into root it. Of it the root of it is that <laughs> safety feeling safe with yeah. each other so when you open up that first chakra you go into the sexual chakra and that's what opens you up that's what allows you to go into that realm of sexuality, of, of magic. Surrender. Of, yeah, surrender. Yeah. It's, it's this life force energy that is completely open in that moment because mm-hmm. you have the foundation to open up. Mm-hmm. Most people are stuck at the root, though, right? We haven't really dealt with those. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the, that's where I was stuck for, you know, 10, 10, 15 years of my adult sexual life without really knowing it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have the sexual education available right. to teach us. You need to get rid of all that stuff down there to really right. open up into the spectrum. And not to say that you have to completely heal from all your patterns to experience the sexuality, but you do have to be aware of it. So when these things come up, you can allow them to be there and then move through you because sexuality has such a power to heal your traumas. And it opens you, it's Pandora's box. So as you're breathing, as you're sounding, as you're moving, as you're, you're exploring yourself, there's things that come up that is like, here's your little shadow coming out. And then you you open yourself up to be like, okay, cool. I feel angry right now. Anger can be orgasmic. Let's feel it out and let's let it move through you. And, and then that heals you as you, because anything that was really broken in relationship has to be healed in relationship. and it's through love that you heal that those really deep issues in, in, in that that have hurt you so deeply. I think it's good to mention too that I think a lot of people hear us and see our relationship and all that stuff and just kind of think like, oh, they must have sex all the time and like oh yeah, just- I want to talk about this. Uh, yes, but you know. It's, it's, I think it's more of a quality of sex, right? Because if you consider, let's say you're having unconscious sex and it's 15 to 30 minutes long and you're having sex three or four times a week, whatever, then if you get to 15 to 30 minutes, (laughs) let's say it's it's the national average of three and a half minutes and having sex 20 times a month, right? And you're really getting in about 75, 80 minutes of sex. But let's say that same time, once a month, you have two hours of sex and you have a really deep, connected, incredible session. You are getting so much more out of that one time than out of those 20 times. And so just like the seasons ebb and flow, just like there's a summer, a winter, a spring, a fall, whatever. That's how our sex has been. Sometimes it's on and it's wild and it's, it's more frequent and it's mm. fun and it's whatever. And sometimes there's other things to do and we're working on a project or sometimes it's deep and or we've soft. we've given and, birth and you can't really have yeah. the, the type of sex that, that you're used to having. Like as my body was healing is how do you read this? You, you still have that connection with your partner without having penetrative sex because not all sex is penetrative. There is so much there's more. There's so much more. Yeah. There's so much more. It's like, what, how can you connect with each other with, you don't have to, he doesn't have to be inside me to really go to that same place to experience an orgasm. Mm -hmm. I know right after we had Phoenix, I was laying next to him and he just looked at me and we were kissing. And then all of a sudden I felt like my heart just went wide open and I started crying. Mm -hmm. And it it was just like the most amazing Mm -hmm. feeling because it 
and that's what we call a heartgasm is your heart just explodes and you have this immense feeling of love and appreciation for each other. I know I looked at him and I'm like, I'm so grateful for you. And I'm so grateful we get to experience this together. And if from the outside looking in, you're like, well, you didn't do anything. You were just looking at each other. Yeah, you weird hippie. <laughs> it's like the energetics <laughs> of it. Yeah. yeah. So there's mind, body, and spirit. And most people are stuck in the body. They're stuck mm. in the physicality of sex. The, the lowest level mm-hmm. of sex. It, not, not to lowest, say it's bad. Yeah. Well, so energetically speaking, I think it's like the it's the first entry mm-hmm. into sex. It's the most basic animalistic mm-hmm. version of sex, right? Like, oh, she's hot. I want to, you know, bang her. <laughs> like it's very primal. It's like this yeah. how she survives. And it could right? be great <laughs> and it could be so fulfilling and amazing, but you can have so much more in sexuality than just the physicality of it. When you merge with your heart, when you merge with your, Emotions. with your emotion, when you merge with spirit, when you call in God into the bedroom, you know, it's like when you call spirit into the bedroom, this energetic force, that is what makes everything in the universe. And you let that run through each other, through, through you and connect you. You can see the divinity of who you really are. And when you, when you, tap into that experience there's no longer this desperation of needing it there's no longer this urge this craving this like you know tapping foot on the ground like when's it going to happen again well i need to have sex every day da, 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 da. this da, right. you know we see people like this like oh my god it's like an addiction to, to yeah that that's just a straight up addiction and yeah. it's consumptive and then mm-hmm. it's not actually the nutrient mm-hmm. that people are really looking yeah, for but i mean that's how society is we're we're, right. consum- we're yeah. taught to be consumers and that that is really i think by and large the pattern of men and women right now you know not not i know that's an oversimplification but just for purpose of this conversation it's like men want it all the time and women kind of bend to that right just like okay well i guess this is how it is and then neither and women are really, aren't fully owning their desire and neither are the men because and neither are the men right it's not just that they want to have sex but men also want connection they also want intimacy even if they you know try to be macho or say whatever this or that when it comes down to it there's still that sweet soul in there that wants to connect with their that partner wants to be loved and there's a disconnection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's been a disconnection from sexuality and the heart with men. The heart and the penis are not talking. Yeah. The heart and the penis <laughs> are not talking a lot of the time. And when it's truly connected for them, for, for men, when they connect to their heart and then they look at a woman, a woman is actually connected to the heart and needs to connect to her yoni, you know? And, and when he leads by example and he opens up your heart through what he says, through how he feels, through how he looks at you, through how he respects you. Then your body opens up to him or kisses you or mm-hmm. caresses you or mm-hmm. you know, dances with you or any of those things that aren't about just getting to the vagina, but mm-hmm. they're about yeah. the journey and the experience and being with you rather than getting you right or mm-hmm. conquering you or getting off whatever those things yeah. that goal is yeah you know i can imagine um so many couples are like how like how do you even have the relationship that you have and really like the thing that i hear is it's like about it's just about presence every Mm -hmm. single moment and Mm -hmm. that is the thing that's actually hot Mm. (laughs) yeah you know so people want to know like how do you how do I keep things hot and it's like well just notice right what's right Mm -hmm. in front of you Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't repeat the same thing you did last time because it worked. Be here right now, and sex is never going to be boring. Mm-hmm. It is always going to show up with something, some new exciting thing. It's always going to surprise you. It's always going to make mm-hmm. you grow. And it's really, and you nailed it. Is is a moving form of meditation. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be sitting like Buddha five hours a day. Um, you can experience that same bliss through staring at your partner through moving in sexuality, through experiencing your own body. 
it's a mm. it's a very it's a very practical form of consciousness right because it's happening on the physical plane it's mm-hmm. it's things you're doing it's touching it's being with someone it's not this ideology or this philosophy about how to be conscious but it's these real life practical actions expressions showing up you know and and it's so sad that in our society what has happened to sexuality is it's become overly um religious shameful Mm -hmm. guilted all these things so when we're having these beautiful urges and curiosities and wondering about these energies they just get shut down shame guilt and so then there's no there's no outlet there's no expression of it there's no connection Mm -hmm. of that spiritual beautiful energy in this physical realm Mm -hmm. and so it becomes uh lusted after right it Mm -hmm. becomes taboo it becomes everything that it really isn't and shouldn't be yeah hmm beautiful do you want to I'm like oh my gosh there's again it's just so much gold (laughs) here um do you want to share a little bit about uh this technique that you've developed bridging Mm. Yeah. Mm. So that that was born out of it is a non-sexual way to get into conscious. It came from our sexuality, but it is non-sexual way to experience this whole process. And what what happened was we realized in our sex and bringing consciousness to it, we were learning how to move energy and how to recognize things and understand what's going on in our bodies and how things work right um in the chakra system right getting blocked in certain chakras and where those are happening in your body and what they're corresponding to we mm-hmm. began to notice that we using breath sound and movement you know think about sex you know it's body's moving it's heavy breathing it's um oh making sounds really getting into it and so When we started applying those principles in our sessions, helping people that had been, say, sexually abused or experiencing some sort of problem in their life, they just can't seem to figure out. We realized that we could get into their body through that deep breathing, through that intentional process and start to kick up that dust, start to trigger those things that they get triggered in their life. And then what happens with us is that we're holding that space for them, right? We're creating that container. And I think it's especially powerful because it's male and female, right? So everyone has an experience with men or women in their life and where they've been hurt or where they've been traumatized. And so you've got, you know, this representation in front of you holding this wide open space for you to feel what is underneath it all and what's been blocking you and what needs to come up because a lot of people think that they're broken. They think that, Oh, this is just how I am. And there's no way around it or something's wrong with me or my chemicals are off or whatever. But Libido. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> All of these sexual issues yeah, that low I have. Testosterone, whatever it is. You have so many things stacked on top of your sexuality that are actually preventing you from experiencing your sexuality so it's not that you can't experience pleasure it's just like let's unstack some of those heavy stones you put on there or the life put on there for you conditioning or stress or all of these life things are preventing you from feeling your body if you're not setting boundaries your body's protecting itself like let's discover all of those root issues uncover them so you actually have some tools to move through that and and not have that show up in every area of your life. And so what we're doing in the session is we're showing someone how to do that for themselves, holding the space for it to happen. And then when they get a glimpse of it, when they touch it, when they feel it, when they experience what that is, now they know it's not a concept. It's not like, oh, you know, what does it feel like to feel liberated or healed or whatever? Now they've felt it. And once someone's felt it, they know they can get back to that place. It's an anchor point right? to to go back to say, I experienced that energy. I can always go back to that. I know that that exists. Mm-hmm. I know that's real. It's not a concept. And so many people haven't been witnessed. 
I, I think that is the, the most powerful thing about our session is that you are being completely witnessed by two people. You are present that entire time during the session and you are able to see parts of yourself that you haven't had the courage to see by yourself. And in a lot of ways, it's not us doing it. We're showing you what to do with your body so you can do it and then be witness doing right. it and realize, oh shit, I can do this myself. Yeah, it's our, our whole I don't mission. need you guys. Like, yeah. like of yeah. course, we are definitely like a turbo boost for the process. <laughs> but ultimately, we don't want someone to have to come to us to feel that sensation. We want you to experience it in your own life. We're teaching you the power of your body. We're teaching you the power of consciousness and what you can do with that to heal yourself. And then when you start to do that in your life, you start to bring that healing into your circle, into the people around you. As you heal, you start to heal the people around you. You start to heal your family, your lineage. Even if you don't say anything, mm -hmm. just stuff just starts happening. Yeah, just by mm -hmm. setting a boundary, you're showing somebody how to respect themselves. And, mm -hmm. and just leading by example and that's really how you change the world loving yourself standing up for yourself and setting those examples for the people around you you start to show them hey you can do this for yourself you can love yourself like this and then that person could go do that to somebody else mm -hmm. and then if we all did that then the whole world would be very different mm -hmm. can you imagine <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah, well i actually can i'm yeah. like like a hopeless romantic for the world. Oh my god! I know people are so down on people, but what we've seen mm -hmm. is that people are actually pretty exceptional once they know the rules of the game. Mm -hmm. But we're all here blindfolded trying to hit a bullseye, and it's not <laughs> fair. It's you really need more information. You need to know what's going on in you your body. Know how to play the game because a lot of people are playing basketball when it's really a game of golf, and yeah. and yeah, you can't, can't do that, you know. And it's hard yeah. to judge them on that because, of course, you're a product of your environment and what you've been told. But when people grasp what's really going on and how much power they really have, what we've seen is that people are actually exceptional at taking the ball and running mm -hmm. with it. Mm -hmm. And you can really start to create your own environment, an environment where you can thrive in either by eliminating people in your life that are not supportive of this growth or actually that actually happens on its own. These people that are not supporting you will fall off naturally and new people start to come in because your energy is different. And, and really that new environment will start to raise your vibration, will start to change you into the person that you want to be and attract the things into your life that you've always wished for. And all of a sudden it's not, a, it's not like, dreaming about your dream life it's you're actually stepping into the day-to-day -day of a dream life you're like oh wow now i'm lit i'm happy all the time i'm Literally. joyful yeah and you, you're asking and then maybe the listeners are asking themselves is like what the hell does this have to do with sex is because sexual energy is creative energy. So when you start to unleash that sexuality you start to notice how you start to create things in your life that, and attract things that you've always wanted you start to all of a sudden have clarity on that vision and how to get it you start to have get promotions at work because you're so open and you have all these ideas you start to be more open as a human mm -hmm. and your life starts to work for you and that's really a tantric life right it's not just yeah. about the sexuality it's like you know because let's say you could have sex for eight hours right? there's still 16 other hours in the day you know, there's there's food there's friends there's family there's children all the things yeah creating what you're doing at work if you can connect to all those things and find joy and fulfillment in all those things then at life gets exponentially sweeter exponentially deeper and you really are sort of in a constant orgasm of sorts, yeah. right? It's, it's a much more holistic experience. Yeah, and how you start to really sensitize your body to this is really by tapping into your senses. So if you really want to start to experience this, get a piece of fruit and close your eyes and smell it. Smell the, let's say you have a pineapple in your hand and just smell it and feel the juiciness of it rolling down your fingers. Maybe squish it a little bit and feel the texture. And then put it to your lips and feel how it feels around your lips. And then put it in your mouth and roll it around your mouth before you even chew it. Mm 
and allow that experience to really open you up before you chew it and taste it and swallow it. And that whole experience, even the sound that it's making as you're chewing it, that transforms how you experience that pineapple. And we've had people say, I didn't even know I liked this fruit. Like, what is this? Like, oh, it's a grapefruit. And they're like, I don't like grapefruit. But I loved that, right? Because their eyes are closed and they're in this whole other experience. And that's the thing about sex, right? It's like, you don't, you don't even probably know what you even like. There's so many flavors. There's so much out there. So when you when you slow down, when you start to try things, when you put the blindfold on, when you play, when you, when you, you know, get creative and in the moment, all of a sudden you start to find that, wow, there's more out there that I like, right? Like mm-hmm. we had what that, else is there? Yeah, we had this moment one time where we actually had this dried fruit and he would close his eyes and I would have him smell it. And we spent I would say like two or three hours trying to like giving each other like things to smell and taste and experience. And we realized at the end of those three hours that first we had no idea how much time had passed. And second, (laughs) we hadn't had another thought except the experience that we were having for that entire time. And third, apparently I can't smell the difference between strawberries and apples. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. Very good intel to have. (laughs) Yeah. But the, I mean, just um, dropping into play like that, Mm -hmm. of course you just, uh, you're so present and, you know, easy to lose track of time. Oh my gosh. I, I love that. Um, well, you know, is there anything you want to share as we're, you know, starting to get towards the end, um, just about what you're learning about parenthood, you know, in the last, mm. what, uh, you know, what is it? It's been three weeks, a month, something five weeks. Now. Five weeks. Five weeks? Oh my gosh. Okay. It's been five weeks. Um, yeah. Anything that you want to share about like conscious parenthood and just what you're noticing and your, you know, your partnership mm-hmm. inside of that. We'll talk about presence, right? Yeah. <laughs> they're uh-huh. always present. They always look at you and they're always looking to you for everything. Mm. So they, they definitely will teach you the moments you're not present mm-hmm. and, and really noticing that because they are, pure presence. And then I would say that we really realize the benefit of this work, both as individuals, as a couple in our relationship at through the pregnant, even the whole pregnancy process was very enjoyable for us. Mm -hmm. And especially for her, she wasn't uncomfortable. She didn't get sick, like very energetic. We lived our normal life, probably 95% Nothing of what we were really doing. changed in our life. Getting pregnant. Yeah. I still went to the gym. I still worked yeah. out. We still had sex. It was the same exact yeah. lifestyle up until the very yeah. end. And I think, I think it's because we had already done a lot of that mm-hmm. heavy work. So the pregnancy wasn't bringing that stuff up. So we could just kind of be with it and enjoy it. You know, the early part of having a baby sometimes is just brutal. It's just hard. Like you're just not going to get sleep and stuff. But if you're balanced in the other areas of your life and you understand the the totality of what's going on, you learn to accept it, roll with it. And then you're like, okay, this is fine. Like, let's just do what needs to be done. Now we'll catch up with whatever needs to be done later. And it, becomes so much smoother of a process. I feel like we're not fighting him. We're not trying to like fit him into our schedule, but we're just honoring day by day what it is because it does literally change every day. <laughs> Rendering into the moment. Just like mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I just hear surrender, surrender, surrender. And we also created a beautiful sacred space for this, you know, these first few months for for us to bond with him because all he's really wanting is for us to be with him for imagine this tiny little thing that just came in and knows no separation. It knows nothing of this world. How scary would that be if you're just being ignored mm-hmm. or if you're just being left to cry? Like a lot of, you know, traditions say you just leave them in bed, let them cry until they suit themselves. And I'm like, 
that's terrifying. <laughs> that's terrifying. All they want is to feel secure, create the secure attachment to you. And if you can create that environment for a child right from the very beginning, then that's the, they're going to learn to love themselves because they feel loved and then can bring that into their relationships, into their future. They can bond with people in a healthy way because they're not looking to be degraded by their partner because that's what they feel like they deserve. Or ignored or mm-hmm. abandoned or whatever the thing is. Yeah. Oh. It's fun though. Having kids is great, but you really got to, I, I think, you know, personally, it helps to do the work before they come. Yeah, totally. Definitely. <laughs> because I can imagine doing it with them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I just cannot wait to see, uh, how, how little baby Phoenix, uh, just grows up in such an, like, what a, what an amazing, um, just like life this kid has ahead of him. Amazing, beautiful people like yourself, conscious, bright eyed, like, you know, (laughs) he's getting all of you poured into him and (laughs) our friends are very conscious and very loving. And it's just been such a wonderful experience. He's living his best life right now. He's living his, he really (laughs) is living his best life. Oh my goodness. Um, Well, Jonathan and Isla, thank you so much for your generosity and your being and, um, and your presence. I just so appreciate you being here today. Um, And uh, as we wrap up, I just would love for you to share um, anything that you have coming out in your business. um, How is best for people to get a hold of you? You know, all of that good stuff. Well, we, she, I I don't do Instagram, but she takes care of our Instagram. She posts amazing stuff about life, about relationships, about consciousness. So that's, that's, even if you you jump on there and just randomly read anything from the past couple of years, there's so much good stuff on there. Um, we are going to be coming out with an online course in the next couple of months, which is primarily, well, aimed at women that are looking to heal their sexuality, get in touch with their femininity, learn how to get rid of some of this stuff so they can orgasm, so they can connect to pleasure, get back in their bodies. And that's going to be called Awaken the Goddess. So that'll be coming out in a couple months. Fun. And then, you know, if if we're always announcing things on Instagram or on our website. So if you want to read more about what we do, the the lovegurusla.com. And we have a bunch of stuff on there. Uh, I think we gave you a link to a Facebook video Mm -hmm. series that we have for free for people. It's called Live Your Yes. And it's about learning to cultivate your sexual energy and use it towards manifesting what you want out of life. Mm -hmm. What other calls sex magic? Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes you can't use that verbiage because sometimes the internet or take you down. Yeah. (laughs) The internet does not like that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so so we if, have to get creative here. <laughs> so if there's some way for you to provide that link, or if you just yeah, Facebook, it'll be in the show notes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just search for Live Your Yes. Just ask to join the group. We'll approve you, and then enjoy. We had it's such an amazing experience, and we will be doing more things like that as we get out of newborn baby oh. land and wrap up some of this other stuff. But thank you so much for having us. It's oh my gosh, my absolute pleasure. Um, all right. Thanks everybody. (laughs) Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.